it's like what people say about New York. New York is always moving. Uh-huh. When you get on the sidewalk, ain't no hmm, sightseeing. Like, you about to get ran over. You better get to moving. And that that's how it feels to live in the U.S. You got to get to it. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's going on, everybody? This is Marcus, and I'm here with my lovely wife, Shira. And we would like to welcome you to another episode of the Black Married and Dead Free podcast. We are one week away from Christmas. Shira, how are you doing? I'm doing good. It's. Oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. Shara, go ahead. No, break it down. Break it down. I'm sorry. Look at me. I feel like I'm always doing weather updates every time you ask me how I'm doing yes. because I was going to go into the weather that it's not very sunny here, no. but and still a good day nonetheless. But it was so nice yesterday. That's the thing. It was like nice, sunny, you know, felt like fall. Yes. But today it felt like winter. I'll tell you that. It certainly does. How about yourself? I'm doing pretty good. I'm doing pretty good. It's been, it was been a long week. Um with work and we're going to kind of talk on talk about that later but no it was a long work week shire and this weekend is already it feels like it's already over so uh, i'm just but it's know. okay because as you said yeah. you know christmas is next week there we go i'm actually looking forward to having some time off yes so i'm happy for that and That's hopefully good. others will have time a little time right? to recoup right to recoup to reflect and I said reflect to reflect yes. and to relax. Well, Shire, let me ask you this. Have you gotten all your Christmas shopping done? <laughs> that, 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 that's what we want to know. I just need Christmas to hurry up and come before I start overthinking things. Yes. Like I know I shared this with you. I get a little bit of Christmas anxiety yeah. where I start to think, you know, will this person like this gift? Is this gift good enough? Like the gift is fine. It's right. literally all in my mind. Right. And like I said, Shia, it's like the reaction you're going to get between a $25 gift card and a $75 gift card is going to be exactly the same. Oh, thank you. Man, I appreciate that, man. You have to do that. And yeah. that's it. Uh, so it's just like, you know what? I'm why you have about to say it like that? I mean, because it's like, what what does increasing the the gift really what, what are you hoping to get out of that you're hoping to get a probably like a better reaction or you know you want to see you want the, you want confirmation that they like it yes right? but you're never gonna get it you're just gonna uh, get the same reaction well that's okay yeah because you know I mean? how else will you know yeah they really like that one 
they like, yeah, they like the two hundred dollar gift card instead of the twenty one. I mean, you logic tells you maybe they probably will, but you there's no way for you to know. Oh my goodness, <laughs> Marcus has his own philosophy, but we're we're getting there. We're getting there. We're getting Bulls, there. Yeah, we're getting there. Well, Merry Christmas to you. Uh, everyone who's checking out the Black Mary Deffy podcast. Man, I feel like up. we have one more podcast before Christmas, though. Yeah, we got no. The next one will be on Christmas or the day after. The day after. Oh, you're right. So yeah. But anyway, Shar, let's get right into today's topic because I thought it was really, really a great conversation starter, a great kind of reaction uh, video, I guess, or reaction podcast because uh, you sent me this clip from a young Jamaican lady that is a transplant to the United States and I love getting a sober view of like the US you know like the economy and the the, the what, what foreigners think about how we do what we do here and mm-hmm. man she this lady kept it a hundred and I just want to get our reaction to it do we agree do we disagree what are our thoughts on it so do, do you have any prelude to it or Yes. I mean, no, but I'll read the top. (laughs) So it says message to you before you come to America. Right. So let's. So she's pretty much warning the others in Jamaica about what it's really like Uh to to, to To live live here. All right. So here we go. Messages for everybody at Jamaica who are killed themselves for coming foreign. Foreign nice, you know, me not alive. Foreign nice. There's a lot of opportunities here, but uh, one thing people not telling about foreign. And when time people do tell them about foreign and the things say them bad mind and they don't want to come here and the whole shebang shebang. So let me tell you about foreign. They're- okay, so do we want to trans? Because it might be a little hard to. It was hard for me to catch some of that, but I got the gist of it. Break it down for uh, paraphrase. Uh, she's basically trying. saying all y'all want to come over here. Okay, but let me tell you how it really is. Okay, the you. whole shebang shebang. She about to just. She about to break, she it, about down. To break it down. All right, here we go. Okay. There are opportunities in America. I don't lie about that because things where we can attain in America in a small period of time probably will take somebody a lifetime in Jamaica to to reach those same achievements, right? Yes. So she's saying that you can get things here quickly, things that you want, things that you desire. Yes. And you can get it relatively fast here in America than back home in Jamaica. All right. But with America, I have to understand that this is a plantation. The society was built off of the same formula that they use to maintain the plantations. So when you're coming out of the workforce in America and they tell you about the American dream and you did it, try to catch the American dream, which is the house with the white picket fence, the husband, the two and a half kids, the good education and the big job, and all of these big cars and everything where you have to maintain. The catch is you're going to work till you're dead. Till you're literally dead. Turn over, resurrect. You're sure come back in our new body and work again to pay off the American dream. Okay. All right. So she's mm. saying to obtain these things, you're going to work until you're dead. Right. And that yeah. this workforce is like a plantation. It's, it's, yeah. So while people are not uh, literally slaves, mm-hmm. they're still using that formula here. Mm. Work 
you know, you start in the day, and by the time you're done with your work shift, yeah. it's night outside. Yeah. And yeah. you have to work like a slave yeah. in order to maintain your a your home, lifestyle. your yeah. your cars, your lifestyle. And some people, she's, you know, is talking about the American dream, how you have to work for the American dream. But some folks don't even have those things and right. don't have the house and the white picket fence. And you're still going to be working like that regardless. Sheesh. Okay. Right. Let's play a little bit more. Let's go back just an inch. Okay. The American dream. Okay. So me, I tell you now, said American dream is a fraud. You can come, come get it if you want, but you're going to work till you're dead. You have people who in their 50s, 60s right now are work double shift, 16 hours a day, them are work. And then you can sit down, then you can go to the sit down and chill and laugh, laugh with them bridging like how you do a Jamaica pound a job. Then you can show up later morning time, then you can go, then you can have bad customer service, then you can drink one beer from them break. Then you can do none of that. So she's saying you got 50 and 60 year old people working double shifts just to kind of keep the lifestyle going in the U.S. He said, there's no lounging and, and, and enjoying work like there right. is in Jamaica. You can't, you know, kind of come in and, and make your own schedule like you can. And, and I don't know too much about the culture in Jamaica, but what she's saying is it's very stringent here in the United, yes. United States. You get your, she's going to get into it. I don't even want to get ahead of it. But Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Then my figure at work and you literally walk. Some people only get one 30 minute break in an eight hour. When you're supposed to get 2.15 and a 30. And when you eat our done, your boss come and tell us, yo, you have to stay. You're mandated to work another 8-hour shift. And because you have to pay for all of this American dream where you got trust for the bank. And you have all of these loans and debt. You have to stay there to work that other 8-hour. Right? So, run come far in if you don't want. But me I tell you, say, be prepared for the truth. And the truth is, when I go work till I'm dead. And if I'm not work till I'm dead, when I go almost dead. So, Alright, so I think that's good, right? That's good enough right I, there, Shai. I so. think she says a little bit she more. She says a little though, bit more. Right? Right, let's keep it going. Let's keep it moving. What you want to do? When you come up for it, have a 10 year plan. You work, you work hard. You get every money where you can get. You send your money back a yard. Me don't want to hear about how Jamaica you're violent. Me don't want to hear about that you buy a piece of land and you build one house. And you put on one car down there. And you cut. So, that was good, Shire. That little extra piece you had me play. And that last piece she was saying, if you're going to come from Jamaica to work in the United States, have a 10-year plan. Mm-hmm. Have a plan to... You, you know, make your money here. Make your money here. Send you send it back. home. And you store it up. And then after that 10 years... You go back home. You go back home, right? So you use this as a uh, means to get that accelerated. Like she said, you, you can do stuff quicker here for sure. Take that accelerated, you know, uh, I guess, building of wealth and then kick it back to Jamaica and then go. Well, your and dollar will go further. Your dollar will go further. So let's talk about it, Shy. Let's break it all down. Let's break it all down. Uh, the first thing I want to touch on is... The first thing she said, Shire, about like the fact that you have to just work the, uh, the the and this being similar to how the you know they're using the same I guess strategy to work work folks as they did to really have, how the cotton picking industry you know or slave 
slave trade where hey you, know, you work all day you work all day you take your breaks you get your behind right back to work and you turn around and you do it all over again tomorrow what, what do you think about that you think she has a point of and, course i think that her her take is it's definitely valid yeah um i'm sure that well actually there there was a news article i wish i had it pulled up mm-hmm. that talked about how you know the american workforce basically took its model from slavery wow you know um yeah yeah uh, i want to say this Shara, because um i listened to a gentleman in ghana right and i don't, I don't and i'm gonna just assume that many many countries operate like this like we're one of the few countries that operate with debt I mean, debt system. the debt system mm-hmm. what does that mean that means it's like we're one of the few countries where you can get a home very quickly by just showing yourself uh, a credit worthy individual that they will literally give you the home right via, via a mortgage you can start living in the home now and you're just gonna pay me back plus interest we see that with homes we see that with cars and shoot, if credit you get a cards, credit card, you can fund your entire lifestyle that way. And education your is education that way is too. is the same way. In many of these other countries, specifically Ghana, and I'm, I'm going to go out on a limb and say Jamaica is the same way. You have to, if you're going to lease, you're going to have to have like six months to a year worth of your lease up front. If you're going to buy a home, you must buy the home outright. There is no mortgage system. Or if there is, it's not like ours is. Their economy doesn't isn't driven by debt like ours is. So what does that speak to? She was absolutely right that you could come here and you can accelerate the process. I can get a house, a car, all this via debt in like a year's time, straight off, straight from Jamaica. Whereas in Jamaica, this, this might take me a lifetime to build those things up. But what's the catch? You are now working every day to pay that debt you are now uh for lack of a better word a slave to that those debt payments and you got to keep working and you're going to work man she said until you dead or almost dead sheesh man yeah i don't see no lies detected shire Uh, unless that's why what we talk about is so important unless you're going to literally come in and say i want to cheat the matrix i want to find the glitch I want to pay off my debt. I want to I want to save. I want to do unless you come in doing something different, your life will be like what this lady describing. Yeah. I I agree. And even as she closed, (laughs) um, she talked about having that 10 year plan. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I think many people operate and just go through life thinking about day to day just getting by and they don't sit down uh to carve out a plan yes and i like that idea i was like okay i need to i need a 10-year plan or i need to rework you know the plan that i have because you have to figure out a way to make it work for you yeah I think you were looking, you you sent me something last night, Shy. We was uh, laying down talking, we were looking through this article from the Federal Reserve and one of the, it was just doing surveys about people's, just, just financial literacy, financial literacy, and like life so, satisfaction, life satisfaction, 
their, their self-assessment on like if they figure feel they're on track for retirement right mm-hmm. and and it was funny because you use like marcus these stats are people's self-assessment and then that like triggered a thought like yeah whatever the percentage was i don't even remember what the percentage was but it's like how many of those people who are say who quote unquote feel like they're on track really know that they're on track or not a lot of people move like you said with this gut feeling with this as 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 big mama calls it gumption you know i feel like i'm yeah i think i'm on track i I think i'm good i think i have a decent 10-year plan i think i yeah I, i think i'm on track to retire at such and such and such but are you though yeah like is your 10-year plan written out? Is it is it tangible? Do you know you're on track to retire? Do you know you're on track to accomplish this goal or that goal? Because if you don't and you're freestyling it, that's what this lady's talking about. You're going to find yourself working and working and working and working if you don't have a plan. Yeah. So I actually pulled it up. And so yeah. um, they have a... Um, like a study that they've done and they have some data in a chart. The chart is retirement savings and self-assessed preparedness. And so when we look at black folks, 64% um, indicated that they had any retirement savings. So that means that they had some retirements, something saved. And then only 26% of black people indicated that their retirement savings um, that they were actually on track. Mm. And that is not good. It's There's not good. a lot of uh, other races and ethnicity who indicate that they are on track. Mm-hmm. Um, but approximately one in four black people say that they're not on track. Yeah. And then 64% indicated that they have something saved, but they're just, it's not enough essentially is what is being said and so that does tie into what she's saying yeah you have to have a plan yeah you have to start early you have to think long term she has a you know a span of 10 years Mm -hmm. and you have to plan and prepare for life and not a lot of people uh teach you that it's just like let me get you raised and get you out into the world you know let's raise you to your 18 and you know good luck with that yeah um, but that, that doesn't, that doesn't work, you know, and yeah. think about your quality of life to have to work into your late sixties into your seventies. What quality of life, um, is that you think you'll have at that time? And Shara, that's so true, man. And, and I touched on this on a podcast before. And man, I really wish I could have did this one with you, but it was one of the quick casts. It's like I talked about how many people think that there's going to be something almost like a act of God at, that's going to get them over the edge mm-hmm. or that's going to just this miracle that's going to happen for them. Right. Where they're going to be able to pay off all their stuff. They're going to be able to retire in peace. They're going to be able to like like whatever it is, they think it's just going to happen for them some kind of way. They either going to hit the, some folks think they're going to hit the lottery. They're going to find a dream, a dream mate. A dream, man, a man is going to come. come. He going to be a high value man. He going to take care of you. going to take you off that job. Like whatever your thing is, I feel like so many people really, they may not even have consciously verbalized it, but they flow through life like that. Mm-hmm. A and brighter day is coming. Brighter day is going to come. It's going to get together. My stuff going to get together. And like this lady saying, it's like, 
nah, that's that's the hack that the people that gave you those mortgages, they're banking on that never happening. See, they've weighed the cost and they said, you know what? It's more likely that Shire is going to just pay me. I'm going to get so much money off interest from her. than it is that she's going to literally sit down with her husband and pay off their mortgage 21 years early. You know, nah, I'm banking a dang going to do that. And right. uh, not, you know, a large percent of the time they're right. Right. That's why they're in the business that they are. And, you know, what that does is that keeps folks keep working. Y'all just got to keep working, man. And like I said to you, when you sent me this, what would I text back? Shire? I said, shoot, even if you accelerate your retirement and you retire at 55 and 60. Hey, no disrespect to anyone 55 and 60, but that ain't 37. That's, that's not 35. That's not where I'm at now. You know, that's still I'm still many years older. I still have less years left than I uh, uh, less years ahead than I have behind. And so we should really be trying to kick this thing into overdrive, man, because how sad would it be to finally get to the end of work and you only got a few handful of years left to enjoy it? You know what I mean? Yeah, I hear what you're saying. I think the other side of that, I remember we talked to someone. um, I think it was the uh, ask ask a certified financial mm-hmm. planner so and you know he came on and he yeah, didn't that side of it I think he did, a yeah side. he did not believe in retirement okay and i think that's fair um some people uh don't want to retire but it's because they enjoy what they do yes and i think that as you are a young person and you're deciding your career path then you need to think about what is it that you will not mind doing uh, throughout your career? That, that That's a nice hack. Some too. people yeah. really enjoy what they do. Yeah. And some of us are just completely stressed out. Yeah. You know? And so it's a different uh, quality of, of life mm. if you have a generous salary versus someone who's working for a minimum wage. Mm-hmm. And so it's not that I'm trying to exit out my job because I'm so miserable. If I'm feeling that way, then maybe before retirement, I should make a pivot in my career Mm. so that I'm not feeling that way. That's fair. We talked about the great resignation. Mm. Even I participated. I left where I was and I have not looked back and I'm in a much happier space. But, you know, the more skills you have, the more options you have. Yes. And so while I, I'm definitely a fan of early retirement, you know, but at the same time, I have a ways to go. So I want to make sure that I'm doing something that's not sucking the life out of me so that I feel like I need to do uh, remember that Beyonce song, the first one, her first, you can't break my soul. She's talking about how she, she woke up and she quit her job. I'm done with y'all. Yeah. You know, I don't want to have to wake up and yeah. and feel that way. So it's it's also it's about and I'm trying to find a way that I can enjoy my life today okay. and tomorrow. Not yeah. just that if I'm working like a workhorse, then eventually things will get better. Yeah. Because now I'm older. You know, things may have changed. I'm mm-hmm. not have all the energy I used to have. Yeah. But it's just like how how do I make life work now? Yeah. No, that's good, Shire. I, I I agree with that. You know, and my only pushback is, let's say you you 
those people, those folks that may have the education to do those things, which is, you know, change jobs or whatever, but they still have the debt from the school okay. weighing them down. So we'll I, may be, I may be working in this great field that's, that is um, lucrative. lucrative and energizing, but I got to keep doing it. It sucks the life out of it. Let, 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 me, let me use an example for you, Shai. Okay. Let me use an example for you. Help me out. You know I'm a musician, right? Yes. I grew up in the church. I grew up learning how to play an instrument. And for years, like, I played just uh, without pay, right? And then I started to get paid for my talent. And it was fu- it's the funnest thing in the world to play music. That's what I love to do. That's my hobby, right? Like, I would do it for free. I did it for free. But as soon as it started getting paid for it and it started to become a part of the ecosystem on how I pay bills, mm-hmm. right? It, it it took years, but it became less. It took the fun out of it to the point where I figured out how I could get out of that cycle of I need to do this to make the money yes. to pay X. Yes. And now it's fun again. You know what I mean? Yes, but I have to ask you a question. Break that down. Because as your wife, I went through all of that with you. Yeah. <laughs> and I know the sacrifices that you made yeah. to be a musician at a church mm-hmm. who was paying you nothing for years. Right. And I watched mm-hmm. and didn't say a lot. Right. Did you feel that you were being uh, underpaid? Yes. So if you were being paid a generous salary... Do you think that you would have had, would it have still felt like work? Like it took the fun out of it? it? Like it took the fun out of it? Mm. Because most people who get paid for doing what they love are happy people. (laughs) But when you are doing what you, you can love it or not. It doesn't really matter. But you're doing something, you're providing a service of incredible value, but you're not being compensated appropriately for it. That can suck the joy out of it. That will suck the joy out of anything. Yeah. So that. I agree. So I think it's it's two part. Like. Okay. When you are being paid fairly, then you'll have you'll be able to be stable in your. Yeah, you'll find that joy. Well, well, to to my point, then let's say I got a job. I'm being paid handsomely because my, but because of my. schooling needed to facilitate getting this great job okay i got a lot of student loan debt so i'm still getting paid handsomely but i'm still a slave to the debt that it took to get to this point there's no disputing that so could you think that could so you make out some of that that well yeah because where you like exactly every time you get your check it's like yeah all those taxes are being taken out and it's just like why am i paying you again federal government so it's a balance (laughs) of working somewhere you like and doing the right thing on the back end with the money you get, right? Paying stuff oh, down yes. sooner and being yes. smart financially, you know. I you t- almost have to do both of those. I told I totally agree, like one thousand percent. Yeah. Um, but I, I do think that if you do continue to work, that's your obviously your personal choice, but mm-hmm. somewhere down the line you do need to have a plan yeah. so that you can become, you know, financially independent. Mm-hmm. Which means I can work if I want to. And if I don't want to, I don't have to. Yeah. What she was describing, she kept saying, you're going to work until you're dead. She's not describing someone that had options during their working no. career. She is describing someone 
who if you don't have your plan, you're going to live paycheck to paycheck. Mm -hmm. And the result will be working until you're dead. And uh, to be fair, to lay it out, she's obviously made it clear she's talking to folks in Jamaica that want to come to, to the come United here. States. Right. So naturally, if you're coming to the U.S., even if you were a doctor in Jamaica, they're going to make you go to school again. So it's not like you're you you spent time to uh, qualify yourself to be high imp, high income earner, right? If you're coming over to Jamaica and you're trying to get to it in the United States, you're probably doing some low income warehouse security jobs that don't really require a higher education. Well, so there was going to be low paying. OK, but there. we do have to pause to say that a lot of uh, folks of who are black, who come from other countries, oh, they well, they will They'll come over yeah, here. They, they will. Busy. A lot of people, they will start over. Yeah, absolutely. They will uh, they over. will prioritize their education. Yeah. And then, you know, if you look at the average salary of black immigrants, it's higher than uh, black folks that are yes. have been who are U.S. born. Yes. So. So, yeah, I hear what she's saying. I agree 1000 percent with, you know, mm-hmm. I respect her opinion. But I will also say that there are a lot of black immigrants that come over to this country and do very yeah. well. I think part of that is like that that hunger that's generated by living the way they live and then they come over and the opportunity piece, you mix that with the opportunity and it's just like a perfect storm where they really ex- excel. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Uh, whereas maybe some uh, U.S. born individuals kind of like you're in that cycle where it's like, I don't know. It's just it's just weird. It's different. That, that's life a whole experience. different pod. I think, yeah, I think that'd be a good podcast to get busy. Yeah, but different life experience, life experiences and stuff. But uh, definitely, some things stood out to me, Shire. You know what I mean? And yeah, I did want to look at um, some of the comments because someone okay. took the clip and embedded it into a YouTube video. And so I do want to take a look at what other people are saying, if they agree, if they disagree. Uh, okay, yeah, you go and, ahead. And um, we'll go from there. Um, someone says, someone says she's right. The dream is a nightmare. Avoid credit cards. Mm. Okay. Uh, someone quoted the late uh, comedic legend George Carlin says it's called the American dream because you have to be sleep to believe it. <laughs> yes, Man. I've heard that before. Yeah. Um So someone is making a comparison about uh Jamaica in the US uh-huh. and but they're talking about homelessness some for some reason. They said that we have homeless people on the islands, but we feed our people. Wow. We share with our people no matter their condition. It's a community regardless of the conditions we face. Hmm. So that's um that's different. That's good to hear. Yeah. Um we have some people. Uh, I'm an indigenous black American, and what she said is 100% true. So much respect to the Jamaican system. Man, I mean, there's a lot of truth in what she said, unfortunately. Um, but yeah. Yeah, a lot of people are um, uh, agreeing. Someone says, I was shocked to find out that in America, employers only give you two weeks annual leave for a whole year, whereas yeah. in. Uh, the Caribbean and Europe, you get five weeks annual leave 
plus you're able to bank holidays. Here's the crazy part though. It gets so bad and they make you feel so bad for taking the lead that you find yourself not taking it all. Taking it all. Then it yeah. starts to balloon. Some people don't take vacations for years and their PTO starts to balloon to the point where it's like you either get paid out for it or you have to uh, mandatory take a day here and there, you know. So we get so this becomes a part of our DNA here in the U.S. that we just get used to it. Two weeks seem like a long time. Like, man, that's good. I don't even take them. But yeah, yeah in other countries, they get much more time than that. Yeah, someone else says that um, I can attest to that. I came from Jamaica, lived in America for almost 20 years, mm. and I was getting sick. Literally, the food, the stress, mm. the atmosphere, just everything was getting to me, and I almost went crazy. I got up one day, and I told my wife I can't do this anymore, and we sold everything and left and went to Africa. Mm. Forget the American dream. Man. So very interesting. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's deep. That's deep. And some people are saying that it's not only in the USA, but they're experiencing the same working conditions in the UK. Yeah. It's the West. It's the it's the way we live in the West. This is deep stuff. I mean, we had a podcast, man, I forget what episode this was, Shire. This had to be a while ago where we had uh, the couple that moved from I think it was Memphis to Ghana. Uh-huh. And they talked about how much just like at peace they were. And yes. I mean, let's keep it a thousand, Shire. This is not out of the country by any means, but the peace that I felt when we just went to Hawaii, mm-hmm. which is like it has a foreign feel to it. I, I will say that the 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 weather, the the chill of the 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 folks there, a lot of just people who peace, were retired, yeah. a lot of retirees, and just like the no rush, no rush. And it's like, hey man, we just here doing what we do, man, brother. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Even that was like, you left. Sorry, I, I literally came back and my skin looked clearer. Like I'm not that's because of the humidity, Marcus. Sorry, I'm telling you, I looked I looked healthier in the face for like a few weeks uh-huh. after that, and I couldn't figure out why. I'm like, man, I just feel like. I'm glowing like I don't it was just the, the something but the US man it's a it's like what people say about New York New York is always moving uh-huh when you get on the sidewalk ain't no hmm, sightseeing like you about to get ran over you better get to moving and that that's how it feels to live in the US you got to get to it yeah and it also might depend on where you live in the US yeah that's true too because I feel that the south is a little bit you know, things move at a slower pace mm-hmm. versus like in California. Yeah. Um, so it also depends on where you live too. Yeah. But yeah. that's true. Like certain environments, certain areas mm-hmm. are going to be more stressful than others. Absolutely. So to close you all, this, uh, if nothing else, highlight should highlight the importance of having a plan. Uh, the importance of sitting down and planning out what's my five year, 10 year, what's, what's going with 15 year. Writing out your plan as you get into the new year on exactly where your money's going to go. What's the ultimate goal for your money? You know, I think it's important to do that. So, absolutely. Yeah, that's definitely something I take away from this, Shy. Yeah. Um, and kudos to her for that insight. You know, she's sitting in her car and she's having a moment. Mm-hmm. And um, it was good. Yeah. Yeah, definitely an eye-opening, uh, eye-opening video. So, all right. Well, 
we hope you enjoyed this episode. We're going to move on. Uh, moving on right along to, to Christmas. Uh, Shire, any final thoughts? Any last words? No, we'll catch, our, we'll catch you on the next one. Yep, we're going to holler at y'all on the next episode. Peace. Bye.